crank this son of a bitch up. Welcome to the Bayside Report, everyone. Friday night. We're coming in hot, late as fuck. 10.47 the clock reads as it's Friday, July 14th. You're probably out three sheets to the wind right now with seven tequila shots in you. Hitting the honky-tonk shuffle. Last night, we let the liquor talk. What a good country song. Welcome to the show. It's been a hell of a week. I'm personally worn the fuck out, exhausted, so I'm here to podcast with my favorite people, the listeners of the Bayside Reports. I adopted a cat. We'll get into that. Even my 66-year-old parents are more lit than me. Holy shit, this song's getting intense as fuck. My parents are at a Matchbox 20 concert. They just FaceTimed me for the whole concert. So sorry for the delay, but we're here. Dar Golan, the 80s music king, royalty free. This is how you come into a fucking podcast. They opened the 70s bar in St. Pete. Better than that country shit, but this is what you want. This kind of vibe right here. Sag writers on strike. We'll get into it in the news update, but welcome to the Bay Sad Report. We're just going to ease your mood right here a little bit. It's hot, hot, hot. It's hot, hot, hot. It's the heat of summer. It's the midsummer classic here. It is the midsummer point, I think, pretty much, right about now. You know, when the MLB All Star game hits, shit is getting real. Welcome, welcome, welcome to this special Friday night edition of the Base Ad Report podcast. Let's get right in to our news update. News update. News update. Oh, wow. It's actually been a quiet week. We actually have some abstract news. Some fun news, if you would. This one's really not fucking fun. SAG writer strike. The the actors, the writers, they're on strike. They're striking. Uh, AI concerns they're concerned about. They're scanning. They wanted to scan the image and likeness of all the actors that was in the contract. So I get it. I turned that shit down. That sounds a little suspect. Uh, all production stopped, though. They had the Oppenheimer premiere, and they dipped right after that. India. They sent a rocket to the moon. That was about 16 hours ago. I wonder how it went. Biden. 39 Billy forgiven to 804,000 people for student loan forgiveness. So I, I, I qualified for the student loan forgiveness. I only get... Holy fuck, this music's loud. I only have like five grand and they were gonna forgive it. It was like under 10 grand, so I don't know. Do I qualify? 804,000 people is not a lot. So I'm not sure if I qualify. They told me I qualified. I can't even log into my shit. We'll find out. Uh, what else did Biden do? 3,000 troops ready for Europe deployment. So if war breaks out, people, it might, I don't know. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't have the answers, I don't have the answers, but I just know he wants 3,000 people ready for Europe deployment. Threads usership, what a crock of shit that thing, that social media was. A week later, it's already usership down 50%. And that's our news update here on the Bayside Report. Holy shit, that was that was a ride. That was a roller coaster ride. Oh yeah, Cameo. So we're still, you know, we gotta, we gotta plug the Cameo real quick. Cameo's been pushing right along. I had this girl. Um, she needed motivation for zip lining. So I did a zip lining video. 
I sing Oscar a happy birthday. Book your cameo today at the Cameo King, Garrett Bellich, something like that. I don't know. I'll, I'll link it here in this podcast episode. But yeah, so I adopted, I rescued a cat. I rescued a cat. That's the big news of the week. And it's been a lot. So I had my eye on this cat for a while. Her name's Molly. She's a two-year-old tuxedo cat. She is probably the sweetest, easiest going cat ever. She's actually laying Molly. There she is. I see her. She's rolled over. I'm going to have to give her some belly rubs after this. But she's a sweet little tuxedo cat, obviously a female. She had she had a wild life story. So she was in another humane society. She was a transfer to the current one. Uh, it's called Pasco County. It's the county north of where I'm at. And that's where she came from. She had a 12-year-old fellow cat sibling named Rufus. And I, I'm sorry, once enough for me. I, I wanted to bring Rufus along. He is pushing 13 years old. So he is towards kind of the end of the line. And, you know, maybe I could have been the one to shepherd him on his way and you know molly got the keeper friend but i i just it was too much so i had my eye on her for a week or two i was just checking the website and this was the most adorable cat i just couldn't believe that she was available as long as she was she was she got in there in like june 18th or 19th to pinellas and then i got her on july 9th so she was there for a few weeks I was worried at first and it was kind of on an on the whim decision. Now I lived with a cat for, for, I lived with multiple cats. A girl I used to date had two cats, girl, cat siblings that kind of kicked off my cat. I don't, I don't want to call it, you know, I love cats. It kicked off my love for cats. And <clears throat> after that, I lived with my sister's cat who, you know, I was already a seasoned vet by then, but I really got the experience of living with one. So, you know, doing the litter box and just cleaning up after them, grooming them, you know, doing the flea medication and all of that good stuff, playing with them, getting the temperament of a cat down. So I moved here two months ago. Man, it's already been like two and a half months since I've lived here. And there was this tuxedo cat roaming around outside. And I was, that was kind of my first inkling. I was like, all right. Living alone, you get lonely too. I, w- I was getting lonely. I work from home three days a week. So I just thought I needed a friend, you know. So I see Molly on the site. I keep, you know, I keep putting it off, keep putting it off. And then last Saturday, last Saturday, I was probably subliminally like 70% of the way there, but I kept telling myself I wasn't going to get her. Sunday, I went to the beach with a few friends and I got to the beach at like 10 and usually when you go to the beach that's all you do and you go home but something just told me go go see that cat go see the cat and the humane society closed at five so I left the beach at three rode right up to the humane society it looked like a, I looked like a fucking mess I had a Croatia checkered home soccer jersey on I had aqua blue swim trunks on to my fucking thigh and I had thong sandals on, but I did not care. And they didn't, obviously they don't give a shit either. I rolled right up, sunburnt face, ready to take this cat home. So I got there and it's just sad. This humane society, it's kind of temporary because they're built, they're building a new one and it's nowhere near done. It's probably going to be another six months, but the temporary one's just trailers and 
you know, I went in and I was like, I'm, I'm here to see Molly. I'm here to see this cat online. And she was sleeping when I got in there, but you know, she woke her up and she came right out and just started butting her head against my hand. And I, I got pretty emotional. I didn't, I didn't bawl or cry or anything, but you know, you felt it coming on. I, I knew in that moment, I was like, I have to get this cat the fuck out of this place. This cat can't live here. And then Rufus is staring at me, her friend, her, her buddy since, you know, she's only two. So she's known Rufus her whole life. So I feel bad not taking Rufus, but it is what it is. But I knew I was like, we got to get this cat the fuck out of here. And so I got her out. She was meowing her heart out, meowing her heart out. But we got her in. I got her in here. I bought the carrier there and they, they hooked me up. Shout out to the Pinellas Humane Society. Actually, real shit. Shout out to them real quick. They gave me litter. They gave me food. They gave me a carrier. Well, her toys, her blankets, everything. It, it was a full, you know, I really didn't have to, I was pretty good. I, I just went and bought a litter box real quick and some more food and, you know, some basic stuff, but shout out to the Humane Society. They really hooked me up. It was $50 adoption fee. Why not? Why not? And she's helped me out. I'm here to help her out. You know, it's a, it's a, is it a symbiotic or an asymbiotic relationship? Let me Google that real quick. Cause that. I'll be honest, I think I failed biology. We had this biology teacher. She was a crazy shark lady. She just talks about sharks. Symbiotic relationships, close associations form between pair, two pairs of species. So I guess this is a, this is a quick Bayside fucking biology report right here. What's an asymbiotic relationship? Is there no thing? There's no such thing as an asymbiotic relationship. It's just symbiotic relationships. So, yeah, that, that explains why I didn't do so hot in biology. So, anyways, moving forward, um, the cat's great. She was skittish at first, still is a little bit, but I think she knows, you know, after feeding her and kind of getting her set up and playing with her, and she knows I'm, I'm her uh, guardian, and I was worried about the litter box. That's the one horror story, even with my sister's old cat. You know, sometimes he would just miss the litter box or, you know, just be a fucking rebel. And he was a male cat. Sometimes he'd just be a rebel and just shit right in front of it. So you never knew what to expect. But she's a lady. I got her the covered one with a door. So she got, like, her own little, uh, what the fuck's it called? Outhouse. She's her own little outhouse. And you know, I don't want that. You don't want that open litter box. You got to keep it concealed. You got to keep that. Got to keep it clean. And she, like I said, it's so nice having just a presence here. It's just such an uplifting thing in the day. So here I am. I got the cat insurance that it's like 20 bucks a month. So if she uh, swallows glass or, you know, anything catastrophic happens, it's covered. So that's it. I'm locked in with this cat for... How long do cats could live up to like 20 years? I think the oldest cat's like 30. Oldest cat. 38 years old? She died in 05, so born in 67. That's it. That's pretty nuts. Cream Puff, a Texas cat, lived to be 38 years old in three days. So she died right after her birthday. That's fucking crazy. And she was a tabby. So I have a tuxedo. I think I could get 
I think Molly's gonna live to like 22, 23. She's gonna be here for a while. So I'll be like, damn, damn. That puts it in perspective. How long do dogs live? Dogs are dogs are pretty. Uh, I mean, there's fucking 10 million dogs. Dog, dog life expectancy. 11 years. 11 years. Oh, wait, we got a little chart. Some go 14, 18, 12 to 16. Dashun, Dashounds go to 12 to 16. Yorkshire Terrier. 11 to 15. Yeah, so about 15 to 16 seems to be the genuine dog. He's a dog. I, uh, is that a video? He's like, dog. He's like, he's like Jackson. Jackson Smith, dog. Jason Smith, dog. <laughs> he's like a fucking baseball player or football player. I don't know. But yeah, dog. Uh, do- dogs. Dogs live pretty, uh, not as long as cats, you know, they, they kind of, cats kind of got the longevity on the dog. I love dogs too, but I just couldn't, I couldn't let a dog, even say I'm gone for the day, you know, say I'm at the beach or I'm an hour north, south, east, or west of where I'm at and I'm not going to be back for seven hours. I can't have a dog sitting in here all day just being, you know, when it, that's, that's when it shits on the floor and pisses on the floor. It, and it, it, dogs aren't good if you live a home alone and you're gone a lot. You gotta that the cat, and not even that I'm gone a lot, but the cat works. Molly will totally be fine for a day, you know, a full day of alone. Obviously, she probably get a little stress being alone. But you know, she's a fucking dog. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, what else is going on? We're hitting where we hit. We just hit 11:01 on the dot. Friday, Friday, July 14th. It's just a blessing to be here, everyone. I'm just laying back, chilling, having a little Michelob, just one tonight to to ease the to ease the nerves. You know, we're uh, we're moving right along. I saw a narco submarine. That was badass. When when did that start? When the, when did narco submarines? And I think I think they found it on in the Pacific Ocean. Narco submarine. They were saying, since I'm learning Spanish, I'm, I'm picking it up. Alto tu barco a hola. Stop your boat now. Pretty badass. Oh, wait, I'll just play it here. Fuck it. Why not? Why not? Here's the audio. This is in the, this is in the Pacific. Alto tu barco a hola. Alto tu barco. They just pull up on this. It's a narco. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. This submarine. Narco submarine. And then they pull up and it's like a bunch of scared little... And they're literally boarding. Coast Guard guys boarding a submarine. And they just jump on and just start banging on the door. He just looks like a Call of Duty scene when they're in Modern Warfare 2 with the Russians. And they're just banging on. And then they get the door open. And it's just, yeah, it's a bunch of... Oh, that's wild. Alto Subarco Ahora. Stop your boat now, everyone. But yeah, that's pretty badass. I didn't know narcos were in the Pacific, let alone having submarines. 
what's in the Pacific? Is that is that opium? Because cocaine's in South America. Well, okay, they could have been on the other side of the Pacific. They could have been, it's like that Peru, you know, Chile side. They could have gone, I don't know if they would have made it through the Panama Canal, but you know, there there is Pacific access in South America, obviously. Maybe they were going up to California. Maybe I could just read and see, what the, <laughs> see where they were going. Storms narco submarine in huge Pacific Ocean drug bust. 7,000 pounds of cocaine off Mexico. Okay, so it was right off Mexico. I was going to say they, off the Mexican coast in the Pacific, they picked them up. They were probably heading up the California way. Maybe even Asia. You think, they're, think they like cocaine in Asia, in China, Japan? Maybe. Maybe they're trying to expand their market over there. I don't. I don't really think they're. Uh, I don't really think they're getting involved yet. I saw a video of Kosovo Parliament. There was a Kosovo Parliament video of the dude. The dude's just fucking scrapping, scrapping hard. Those Slavs, man. The Slavic blood in me. You know, if I was in politics, if you had a bunch of Slavs in politics, I'm sure it happens a lot. There's always a f- fight ready to boil over. So go look up that video too if you get a chance. It's a Kosovo Parliament fight pretty solid um threads we were talking about threads earlier and and i really wanted to make a point of this so threads literally eight days later just completely went downhill and it's pretty easy to see why the app itself is bare bones twitter's at least pretty twitter has a lot of bells and whistles there's a lot of stimulation on twitter there's a lot of uh you know there's a lot of different things and stuff to look at of course, the free range of unlimited, you know, you could see corn, you could see any kind of violence. There's a lot of violent shit on Twitter. It's a free-for-all. It's a free-for-all. But here's what someone said about Twitter that I, I don't quite agree with, or maybe I just haven't seen it. Jessica Yellen, she's a CNN reporter, um, comes from a very wealthy family from Los Angeles. Her parents were, I believe, lawyers. You know, just came from a very privileged position. This is what she said. This was her first thread, her first thread on it on the platform. It feels nice here so far. People are friendly and legit. Delighted to have someone non-toxic for a minute. I'm even happy to discover that people in my feed I don't already follow. Because they're not Nazis. How refreshing. I don't expect this to last, but we'll enjoy it for now. What? I'm sorry, I see a lot of shit on Twitter. I see corn, I see, uh, like, you'll see a lady get hit in the head with a hammer or, like, hit with a truck, or you'll see, like, that one dude who got eaten by a shark in Egypt. Like, you see shit like that. But what Nazis are on Twitter? I mean, there's a lot of bot propaganda. There's a lot of bot propaganda from either side. There's a lot of liberal bot propaganda. There's probably a lot of conservative. But does that make them a Nazi? I've never seen a... A Nazi with the Nazi... What swastika Nazi flag Twitter account have you seen? I'd love to see it, Jessica Yellen. Love to see it. Please let me know. Because that's just a ridiculous take. Ridiculous. And that's kind of where my threads uh, usage ended there. I'll I'll check it every once in a while. But I see a lot of tweets like this about Nazis. I don't know. If If you see any Twitter Nazis, let me know. 
that is about it for the base sad report everyone this is just your late night check-in podcast here friday night and we're gonna send you off because everyone's out fucked up right now i'm sure everyone whether you're 10 miller lights deep you're hitting the gritty with your friends playing around the pool playing polish cornhole i don't know there's a massive car accident right outside my fucking window yesterday. I, I was sitting here working. Boom! Push! Push! Cars flying everywhere. So stay safe out there, everyone. Stay off your phones. Keep your eyes on the road. Don't drink and drive either. That's no bueno. Thank you for listening, everyone, to the Bayside Report. We're here, as always, every week. Rain or shine, sleet or snow, hurricane or tornado. Cheers to everyone. Have a blessed Friday.